This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bitliff, and I'm here with Chief Visionary Officer, Hale Fardi. And uh, Hale, it's so good to see you again. It's always great to see you. And uh, we've been talking a, a lot on some previous episodes about the current climate, the current business climate. Inflation is on everybody's minds. Some of us are, as we have been maybe for the last couple of years, trying to figure out how to survive. Some of us are managing it in stride. I think chronically, epidemically, most of us are underpricing. I think all the time. Uh, I think this inflationary sort of uh, process has made some people respond with, well, now let's finally raise prices like we've been meaning to, while others have realized uh, we need to, to raise prices. It's, it's not something that we needed to do yesterday, but we really do need to do it today, especially maybe if I have supply chain constraints or something where I'm tied to that. So let's talk a little bit today about pricing, maybe in general, but also in context of where we are presently with post-pandemic into inflation, lots of unknowns. How should I be thinking about pricing in my small to mid-market business? Okay. First of all, thank you. It's always great to see you. It really is. Um, I, I can actually talk about that by telling a story. Uh, um, and I can tell a story as if I'm really cool since you said you think I am. When I was in Portugal recently, <laughs> I went to an olive oil farm for this great story about his grandfather's olive oil farm. Mm -hmm. And by chance, there are also 200-year-old trees there because the grandfather, they say the olive oil tree didn't survive. It survived the grandfather not being able to cut it because it grew out of a rock. But we're there. We get this wonderful olive tasting, olive oil tasting tour. And at the end of it, he was very nervous. The Portuguese are incredibly humble, wonderful people. Um, I think it's a socialist country as well. So they're very, very humble about money as well. Very shyly says, and if you want to, you can buy a bottle for $12 or 12 euro. And then he goes to explain some people say that you could get a good olive oil in the grocery store, three liters of it for eight, and he starts backpedaling on the price, and then he starts explaining it. You need to compare this to fine wine. Of course, you know, the global tourism economy runs on American tourists, and we all line up to buy, and then we're hanging there. And I said, and he had told us the process, and I said, why not 15 euro? why all of us would have paid it because I can't turn it off. And he says, I make enough to cover my price, cover my costs and make a profit. But at the same time, war had broken out and gas prices were going up. Yeah. So yes, today he was making enough money to cover his costs and make a profit. In the conversation he mentioned, in his small village, he wants to create a job program for youth. In that conversation, he had mentioned that he wants to purchase his own press for 300,000 euro. In that conversation, he had mentioned to me all the capital needs that were coming up. And yet he was unwilling and unable to, at that time, to take advantage of the opportunity of the market. That's what we try to say as CFOs. No, look at your market. The value 
was in the value of us having driven two and a half hours to come to a farm with a 200-year-old olive tree on it, to meet with you who explained it to us. And we were willing and able to pay the price that would support the future growth of your organization, your company. And that's why I wanted to talk about pricing today, because people are knee-jerk reacting to inflationary price increases. You know, and that's not sustainable. Price increases need to be systematic. You need to look at your market. You need to look at your costs. You need to look at the value you bring, your brand, and price accordingly. That's my story. So there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, uh, I need to know my margins. I need to know uh, what profit looks like in my organization. I can't just be winging it. I can't just be figuring it out. And I think a lot of small businesses especially suffer with this. They sort of I don't know. They kind of they kind of do some back of the napkin math inside their heads and figure out what they're going to charge. And how many of us have lost money on a project, or how many of us have have had a sales conversation where we we name the price and then we immediately apologize for the price, or we immediately say, "Well, we could probably discount that." If I mean, we immediately devalue, as you just said, uh, what we're doing. I love this idea that. Um, this is not the time for knee-jerk reactions, but I should be thinking strategically. And I also love that you shared about uh, the guy in Portugal, that he had sort of capital mindset. So how should I be thinking about uh, price increases? Obviously, I, I guess there's current events that need to sort of be in my mind, but should I be thinking like in my three-year plan, in my five-year plan, what I'm trying to achieve and then reverse engineer pricing to accommodate that? Or how should I be thinking about regular price increases? I, I think what you said is, so valuable that there's so much to unpack because I'm looking at this through a CFO lens, yep. you know, and not through a sales manager lens. But my degree happens to be economics. So there's the law of economics, right? Pricing is the law of supply and demand. Right there in the middle of that village, <laughs> he could have named his price. I, I was just going to say, you would have paid four times that. You would have paid three times. <laughs> you would have said... This is $45. You would have said, from Portugal, real and authentic, everybody. Look at this. You would have had no problem with that. I think I paid 50 euro overweight package on my luggage to bring that $12 bottle of olive oil with me, right? Because I bought the experience. It goes into so much of what you do. What is the experience on the brand? What does the market play? Uh, what is the sales training around the training of it? There's so much in it. But as a CFO or a former CFO, I want to look at certain things. One is when was the last time you did it? That's an easy question to answer. If you have not increased your price in the last couple of years, you're losing money. Simple. Right? So then you need to do an analysis around it. How many clients would I lose? And are those clients that don't matter anyway? Yeah. Right? There's another example that I had is we were working with one of the clients and we were doing Really, it's the lowest hanging fruit, cost management. And we're looking at our laundry costs. This was a chemical plant at our laundry costs. And we realized, wow, laundry is twice the budget it was two years ago. They had incrementally increased the cost of washing from $3 a quarter every quarter. Mm. And the price per unit had just doubled and we didn't, we didn't even notice it. And that when we called them, they said, are you kidding? Electricity is more, the price of our chemicals are more, this is more, this is more. We did a com competitive analysis and we thought they're always on time, right? It's price, service, what are the three things, right? <laughs> Quality, price, service. And we said, we're willing to pay the price. 
So it is very complex, but you can look at it in small pieces and then decide when, when was the last time you raised your prices? Have your costs gone down or up? As the market competition increased, is your brand allowing you to carry that price? Or are you commoditized? Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, ProCFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com Oh, interesting. Uh, so... One of the things that you're sharing that I'm I'm really liking is this idea of avoiding kind of price shock, which again, I think that that keeps a lot of businesses from doing something because they're so afraid that their customers are going to respond. So one is, I hear you saying, if you do this incrementally and regularly, I'd love to know what you think regularly means. I know that that's really subjective. Um, then it's not so much of a shock, but I also think there's an important concept around inertia or around sort of momentum. And that is, your customer has already done the hard work of figuring out that you are the right solution for them. For you to raise prices X amount of dollars isn't just them maybe paying out of pocket a little more. They have to think, but do I want to go find this solution again? It's less likely that they're just going to cut bait because you're more expensive. And as you point out, if they are, they might not be the kind of client you want to have around anyway. So is this a mental thing? Or is this a strategic thing? Oh, for me, it's it's a purpose-driven thing. Oh, I love I'm purpose-driven. You know, if, if I want to provide quality and service, my price needs to support that. And if I want to be around to provide quality and service, I need to charge a fee or a price for my product, for my pen, for whatever it is that keeps me around for my client longer so I can serve them. So if you look at it that way, rather than the greed principle, I'm not saying raise your prices so you can have more profit. I'm saying annual, that's to answer your question, minimum, at minimum, annual price increases need to be part of your strategy because a lot of people are now scam, scam, I don't know what the word is, around trying to say, what should we raise our prices to to keep up with the 8, 10% inflation, at least 8, 10%. That's not enough. Mm. That's not enough. You're not just averages 8, 10%. If you're doing turnover, your cost of your talent just went up by 25, 30%, depending on the type of company you are. So having done those incremental increases, wouldn't suddenly you're buying a pen for, I don't know, $2, and suddenly you're like, it's $4.50 now. They're going to say, "Mm, your quality and service isn't that important. Interesting. And, And that's why this is not, it shouldn't be an inflationary decision. It should be incorporated in your annual planning, and it should be a discussion that hits all the points that you're talking about. Who is my customer? Is my brand, what kind of brand am I? Am I commoditized? Does my market bear this price? Do my salespeople know that? Are they selling it properly? 
Are these the conversations that you're having? Because uh, we talked about, if you're not getting the newsletter, by the way, everybody, go to prosofopartners.com and make that happen because um, every month there's some really great uh, instructive in, uh, advice and practical, tactical and strategic mindset kind of stuff. It's great. But you were talking about how that's something you've talked about lately because you're seeing a lot of organizations kind of do this knee-jerk reaction. So what are you seeing? What What's the common sort of thread out there? Is it... Uh, um, everybody's doing it quickly. Everybody's doing it the wrong way. Everybody's doing it uh, without this um, research and sort of strategic attitude and purpose-driven attitude that you're talking about. Or what's the the number one thing people got to stop doing is? Um, well, that's a, let me think about the way you positioned the question. The number one thing people have got to stop doing is, um, it's I want to say knee-jerk reaction looking at their bottom line, deciding either cut costs or raise prices. That's the number one thing. It's don't go and say, I need to have 8% net profit. Therefore, I need to either sell more, sell more, uh, sell the same at a higher price or cut my costs. It's a strategic conversation. It is not a financial conversation. Really important to to understand that it's a strategic conversation and not a financial conversation. So what role should my CFO play Obviously, we've talked so much about how that your CFO has to be a strategic mindset. What what role should your CFO play in helping you to define and understand what to do next? This is where it should be our new tagline, financial information that informs strategy. Mm-hmm. So the CFO should now take the financial information that we have, do some trend analysis and some forecasts, do some scenario analysis around pricing, look at which clients that we may lose, which clients we won't lose, do some analysis around it, and then meet with the director of sales, the chief marketing officer, the you know operations people, and say, okay, it's time for us to have this conversation and do it in the right way. And let's not wait till year end right now. We have to do it now um, because people are saying, I need extra income to cover my costs this year. My costs have gone up. I need funding. I need, I need to increase my line of credit. Or you could raise your prices. That's uh, that's interesting. Sometimes we we go to the complex and the complicated solutions instead of the, or we could raise our prices. Where do you think we're headed? Where do you think, uh, I don't know, what's this conversation going to be like a year from now, do you think? Are, are enough organizations going to have sort of figured out the strategic attitude, or are we going to keep plugging away and beating our heads against the wall on this idea? I mean, you know, Chris, I'm old enough that I remember the last time interest rates were 27% and um, prices, you know, there were lines and we're there, right? I'm seeing that cycle again. Where are we headed? The ones who raise their prices will survive. And the ones who think strategically will survive. And uh, it's really about what um, uh, I like, um, you know, uh, I talk about it. My my daughter is in public policy and she talks about how free trade and capitalism is the source of evil. And I think, no, it actually isn't. Because people will want to provide better quality product better service at the right price or the customers won't buy it. So it's time to look at it that way instead of looking at it as I need $10 million in sales or I need 8% in net profit. It's how do we serve best doing what we are good at doing. And in this conversation, take a look at your pricing as well. It's an opportunity for innovation, isn't it? It's an opportunity to think differently about the services you're offering and the way you're offering them and the value adds you could tack on or whatever. It really is. And this is where 
in our partnership with you is so important, not for our pricing, but in learning about who is our brand and who are we out there. We do have people who say the price and then apologize. You know, for all of our clients, they say the price and apologize. <laughs> it happens all the time. We have people right now that have have been successful companies, but they're not growing because they always do cost plus pricing. Mm-hmm. Well, their cost is always going up, <laughs> right? So they think they're they're growing, but they're not because the rev- they're selling less. I mean, it's such a weird formula for them because cost plus pricing doesn't always work. It works for some people. It might work for a hardware store. And you said, how are people doing it? We have a hardware store that just went and raised all their prices by 15%. They just went in the system and raised their prices by 15%. That's a commodity. You know, they had to, you know, they couldn't get the stuff to their stores. The logistics and delivery is so expensive right now that if they didn't, they just go out of business. So. So there's a lot to unpack as we, as we shared, there's a competitive landscape, there's the market dynamics, there's your costs, there's all these things. I guess if you haven't yet, and this is stressing you out, give us a call, ProCO4Partners.com. It's not a sales pitch. It's just the the, the fact of it is uh, it's time to take some action on this stuff and to take it strategically is, is kind of the main point that I'm hearing you say. Don't do not do the knee-jerk stuff. Don't do the what's going to get us across the next eight months. Let's think about the future of the business and what do we need to have happen for that to uh, for us to have an environment of success. It is. And if you haven't raised your prices, knee-jerk 10% today or you won't be around. Your clients won't go away. Your costs have gone up. That's great. That's the name of this podcast. Raise your prices 10% today. Period. <laughs> Learn why. <laughs> the, the name of the newsletter was The Price is Right. <laughs> right? So That's good. It, That's has good. To, it has to be right. It has to be right. But every day that we're not doing it right now, we will be a digger, a deeper hole yeah. to come out of because our you know, inflation is our current environment. Hale Farty, Chief Visionary Officer at ProCFO Partners. You are always such a joy to talk to. Obviously, uh, you. Um, I learned so much from you, but thanks for your generosity and your expertise. And oh my gosh, thank you. It's always you. Uh, so instructive for us and our listeners, I know, get a lot out of it and, and appreciate it as well. Thanks, Hale. Can't wait to talk thank to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.